0: Welcome to Hebsey on Sports, brought to you by Crosswinds Golf and Country Club in Burlington, a beautiful setting, a challenging layout, great people, crosswindsgolf.com. Book your tee time now. Lots to talk about today. Shout out to Denny Shapovalov. Shapovalov. He took on Rafael Nadal. Rafael Nadal is such a good tennis player. He's unbeatable on clay. And uh, okay, Shapo lost him in straight sets, but still, keep your eye out for this kid. He's so good. And he seems like such a nice guy. He's 19 years old. And when he hits the ball, he hits it hard. He goes for winners. I love guys that go for winners. Guys and girls. Also, shout out to Team Canada. They beat the Russians at the World Hockey Championship in the quarterfinals. Anytime you beat the Russians, it's reason to celebrate. Celebrate our Canadian way of life. Celebrate the fact that just even for a short period of time, we're the best. I know it's a quarterfinals, but we're the best. We beat the Russians. We good, they bad. Not always, but you know, we'll also talk uh, Blue Jays. Say, oh, by the way, how good is Connor McDavid? This g- generational player. Every ten years, is it every ten years? of Bobby Orr, Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux. That wasn't ten years. Uh, Sidney Crosby Con- and Ovechkin, mm-hmm. Connor McDavid, and and then next, and who else? And Austin Matthews, and soon maybe. I hope. Um, Yeah, we're going to talk about the Blue Jays' drug cheats. Did you know how many guys Robinson Cano was teammates with that were drug cheats? Lots. Uh, And what really bugs me about watching hockey these days? First, though, a little trivia. How well do you know your baseball? Explain how a team would need four outs, four outs in one inning in order to win a game. Four outs in the final inning. Why would you need the fourth out? Give me the scenario. When do you need a fourth legitimate out? We'll have the answer a little bit later. But first. Okay. We'll take, But, hey, come on. You got a diamond. Oh, you got warm a diamond. summer nights. Got a hat. That's Keith Hampshire singing, by the way. Anyone all. remember Keith you Hampshire? The the first change. cut is the deepest. Got him from no. till fall. That's him. Got a I don't think he gets any money for this. And he didn't write the song. Four other guys wrote the song. He didn't even write it. Let's play. All right, so the Blue Jays—they're uh, at 500. They've lost nine of 12. They're three games back of a wild card spot. They lost 10-5 to Oakland. I was at the game yesterday. Oh, ugh. they got pitching problems. And you know what? When you see the starter go out there in, in the first inning, like Sanchez, and he strikes out the first batter, man, okay, he went to a full count, and then he strikes out the second batter. You're going, yeah, he's on his game now. This is the Aaron Sanchez we're used to seeing. This is our guy. And then, uh, walk, and uh, hits a guy, and he gives up a hit, and he gives up a run, and then he gives up a two-run homer. And, and even though the Jays had taken the lead last night, just, uh, just watching the starting pitcher, and uh, what did I say in the last podcast? Uh, Mike Toronto Mike is here. Did I not say the fourth inning? Like, if the over-under for a starting pitcher for the Jays is four.
1: That's exactly right. Four.
0: And with, ex- except for Jay Happ, who went a brilliant seven and shut out the, the Mets. And, ha- uh, and had the hot bat. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Set a record for most hits by a Blue Jay pitcher. Not that they get to hit a lot, but anyway. Um, so that was the one that that little one bright spot. They went uh, twelve to one. Uh, Barnes gave up a home run with two outs in the ninth to, to blow the shutout. Like that meant a lot. But anyway, they, they you saw a little scintilla of sunlight. Well, yeah, and then you know back sort of back to the regular thing where the starting pitcher, where everybody sits on their hands and goes please get us through a few innings. Don't throw 152 pitches in five innings. But Sanchez is starting to look like Strowman, who's not going to pitch for a while because his shoulder was bothering him and he's 0-5. So what's going on with this starting pitching thing? If you're going to win a championship, if you're going to contend for a playoff spot, your pitching has got to be better. And the starters we've talked about and will continue to talk about because with the exception of Hap. It doesn't matter. Be a Genie, Estrada, Stroman, Sanchez, you know, who, what's the other guy's name? Oh, Jaime Garcia. It doesn't matter you throw it there. Forget about five innings. Get them to four innings even. And and you've got the Osuna case. The Osuna case hasn't come up because the Jays have not been in need of a, of a closer lately. When you lose nine out of 12, you're not going to your closer much. But now, now with Osuna being in more trouble, I guess, with the law because Um, there's now a restraining order against, I don't know if you heard this, you probably have, but there's a restraining order against Roberto Osuna. He can't go within a hundred meters of the apartment building where the alleged assault uh, of a woman took place. At
1: Strawn and Lakeshore.
0: At Strawn and Lakeshore. So that's, uh, that's like Fort York village there. Right. Okay. So that's where he lived, assumed, we're going to assume, he lived there and he lived there with his common law, with his girlfriend, uh, the mother of his children and, and, uh, Uh, I understand, not I understand, I shouldn't say I understand, more than one source has intimated that um, the investigating officers found significant injuries to the female, uh, the female who had made the call, who allegedly she had been the one to make the call. Anyway, so that's that's a distraction. He's not with the team, but it's still got to be a distraction. Nobody wants to talk about it, but you need to be able to talk about it, and at the same time, you're trying to get a baseball team to win ball games, right? So you got this dilemma, if you want to call it that conundrum, I guess would be a better word for it uh, with your baseball team as well, you've got a guy named Josh Donaldson who last night looked awful, struck out three out of the four plays, and just you're not really confident with, I'm not confident with him at third base anymore. And there's this kid named Guerrero Jr. Have you heard of this kid? <laughs> I've
1: heard a few things, heard yeah. heard a few
0: things about this guy? <laughs> so he's hitting like 4'11", as of this moment. This is a Friday we're recording this. He's hitting 4'11 at AA New Hampshire. And usually the rule is this. If a guy is tearing up a league, it doesn't matter what the league is. If he's tearing it up, he's going to be promoted. You can't keep him down there, right? I mean, he's pro- what else does he need to prove in New Hampshire? This is Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who, if you remember, hit a walk-off home run in Montreal. I know it was an exhibition game, but I mean, ever since they drafted him, right? And you look at him, and it, you know he's his father in so many ways, and he's 19 years old. So, do we rush him up to the major leagues? This has always been a problem. Do you rush him up?
1: They say there's uh, AAA is not really a developmental. Level Right. So the, he's in double A because that's the last level for development. And uh, there's seasoning, I guess, his, his glove and the other aspects of mm. his game. No doubt his bat is ready for major league pitching. No yeah. doubt.
0: I don't know if you can say no doubt because even a triple a where the guys, it's not developmental. You're, you're going to get the 32 year old uh, uh, veteran. You'll get the be
1: genies and guys yeah, like that. who yeah.
0: can throw off speed pitches, who can throw stuff, uh, nasty stuff that maybe you're not seeing in double a where they're working more, maybe with a fastball. I don't know if, enough about it, but to me to go from double a to the majors without even, uh, first of all, let the people of Buffalo, New York, wet their whistle. Come on. This is the Jays farm team it has been for, what, five five years, six years now? Maybe even longer? I just seem to think that this Buffalo-Toronto connection has always been a great one, regardless of what side of the border you're on. You want to go down to Buffalo, catch the Sabres, catch the Bills. Uh, you know, uh, do some shopping down there, hang out in Buffalo. People from down there, western New York, want to come up here to Ontario, want to come to Toronto to the Big Smoke. Want to see, you know, uh, oh, well, they can't get tickets to Leaf games, forget that. But, uh, you know, want to see the Raptors play because they don't have an NBA team in Buffalo anymore. You know, it used to be, if you wanted to see the NBA, you'd go to Buffalo. You know that.
1: What I mean. was the name of the uh, Braves, NBA team? The Braves.
0: Braves. But I I went to many games. I mean, I, so I was an NBA fan.
1: Whenabouts did that team In the 70s. Hold?
0: But in oh they folded? No, they didn't fold. Where did they, they move? Said, they moved to San Diego as the the S- a, as the as the uh the San Diego Clippers. Okay,
1: and then the LA and that's where they are today.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, but the Buffalo Braves were like great. And you got to see the NBA, which meant if you went to Buffalo, you could see John Havlicek, Jerry West, Will Chamberlain, you know, Lou L. Lou L. and then Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Uh, yeah, all these guys, all the NBA players. The league was certainly different, wasn't marketed the same way, no social media, all that. But, you know, that was the place to go. Anyway, I digress. Buffalo deserves to have Vladdy Guerrero Jr., even if it's for a couple of weeks. Let them sell the place out, sell out Coca Cola Field. Come see Vladdy the next generational player The so then hebsey
1: is the only reason he hasn't been brought up uh, is is it just to delay that that i get that extra year before you have to pay him the big bucks I is that the I, only I reason that So it's a business it. decision and i think the
0: other one is is do you need to have him up here does he need to be up here now do you need him here and my answer to it is not right now but pretty soon i think by june 15th seriously i think by june 15th which is about a month from now I think Troy Tulowitzki is going to come back. The guy was on the 60-day DL. If you remember last time we saw him, he twisted his ankle badly going across first base last year. He has bone spurs in both heels. I've done a bit of research on bone spurs. The famous bone spur is Joe DiMaggio from the 40s where he he couldn't even play. He said it felt like an ice pick was being jabbed into, into his heel. So he had bone spurs in one heel. And it, it affected everything about his game. Uh, it affected him at the plate. He couldn't stride properly the field, the whole thing like that. So Joe DiMaggio is now out. I think it's 1947. He's out. He's the best player in the game, and he can't play. bone of He's out for a couple of months, right? And the Yankees are in trouble, and they're fading badly, and they're at, at this point in the season, maybe a little bit later in mid-June, and they're having problems. They, they're not playing well at all. And DiMaggio literally gets out of bed, gets out of his sick bed and carries the Yankees for the rest of the season, goes on to win the MVP, they win the World Series, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying Troy Tulowitzki is going to be that guy, but I think the Troy Tulowitzki that we've seen in a Toronto uniform, since he got to the team in 2015, is not the guy. He's been hurt since then. He's the reason that Colorado said, you know what? This guy's hurting. And he he won't get the surgery done. He won't get it repaired. He wants to play every day. He wants to be Cal Ripken Jr., et cetera, et cetera. So what's happened with Tulowitzki is he finally reached a point where they said, look, you know, like, "Mm -hmm," or get off the pot. Because you can't keep playing hurt like this, right? You're hurting the team. You're hurting the organization. We're paying you a lot of money. So I think Tulo's is going to come back, and he's going to be terrific. It's going to take some time, obviously, but I think he's going to be back to the way he was. I think the third baseman is going to be Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I think Josh Donaldson will be traded. He will be traded. He's hitting 230-something. He's just not the same guy. And next year, he's going to be a free agent. And if you think you can win with him at third base this year, if you think you can make a playoff, the playoff's great. But if not, secede to Vladdy Jr. Let him make his mistakes. Let him learn the game. By next year at this time, by 2019, 2020, he might be an all-star. He might be carrying the team, hitting in the middle of a lineup. So, sure, go ahead. He's 19. Hey, Bryce Harper was how old when he started playing in the majors? Has Vladdy Guerrero got the potential of Bryce Harper? Yes. Yes. Thank you. So there you go. Simple. Get the starting pitching happening. The Osuna thing. Nothing you can do about that. Just, you know, sort of let it play out. But he's not going to be back as a Blue Jay. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez is going to, going to continue to improve. Uh, Solarte is going to continue to improve. You've got your key guys like Pilar, like um, uh, I think Justin Smoke at first base, you know, I can I can take the up-and-down here. He's a better hitter than he was. He's a pretty good fielding first baseman. I'll give him that. Third, you're going to have Guerrero there for years. Catcher, I'm a bit concerned about Russell Martin still hitting in the 100s. But you got Luke Maley there, who maybe is more of a backup and might give Russell a chance. So I think you might have a chance with the Blue Jays, especially if you get rid of Kendrys Morales, because you're not going to need a designated hitter. If you keep Josh around, play Vladdy at third, you can DH Josh. You can DH Russell Martin when Maley uh you know uh catches. you got all kinds of uh, opportunities there um so yeah kendris morales get rid of him he, last night he hits into a 361 double play he's are, awful the jays are coming back they're, they've it, they've already scored a run they've got the bases loaded uh you know it's they they're, they're coming back they they can do it one thing about this team even if they're down by 5 runs late they can do it but kendris morales Hits into a three-six-one double play. Uh, I say for the Jays, he's got twelve million left on his contract for next year. It's guaranteed. He's got eleven million at this year. Uh, get rid of him. You'll have to eat about sixteen million dollars in total. It might be worth it because this guy's hurting your chances offensively. And if you are going to win baseball games these days, you got to win it by scoring a lot of runs because your pitching isn't going to do it for you. Robinson Cano of the Mariners, surefire Hall of Famer. If I would have said to you last week, Mike Robinson Cano, Hall of Famer. Yes. Absolutely.
1: Is Tulowitzki still a Hall of Famer?
0: No. No. But Robinson Cano, of all players that are active in the major leagues, he leads with 2,417 hits. He's 35 years old. He's appeared in eight All-Star games. He's won five Silver Slugger awards. Lifetime batting average, 304. You can take those numbers and throw them out. Because they are suspicious numbers now. Because Because he was caught with performance-enhancing drugs and suspended for 80 games. Goodbye, Hall of Fame. No question about it. No player in the history of Major League Baseball has been inducted into the Hall of Fame who has been suspended for drug use. It's not going to happen. I'll give you a list of names. Do you want to hear these names? Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, Manny Ramirez. Shall I go on? Roger Clemens, yeah. Alex Rodriguez, Rafael Palmeiro, Ryan Braun. Melky Cabrera, Nelson Cruz. Sammy o- Sosa. Sammy Sosa. Greg Zahn. Oh, yeah. Zahn. <laughs> <Sonny>, Zahn <laughs> was on the bubble <laughs> there. <laughs> Just want to save your fame. <laughs> Greg Zahn. So, uh, you and I have discussed this before. Robinson Cano, one of the great guys in baseball, one of the nicer fellows, ask any Dominican, they'll tell you that they idolize Robbie Cano, that he does so much for his countrymen, that he's a sincere guy, that he's um that he's a respectful guy. Uh, I was at a Seattle game a couple of weeks ago against the Jays. After every half inning, he would take the ball that the first baseman would have, and he would toss it up into the crowd to someone up in the crowd. I mean, every half inning, Robinson Cano. So how could, one of the most likable guys in the world. That shouldn't take away from the fact that he cheated. Okay? It, it, it makes it harder to swallow. You feel bad about someone who apparently is a good person when you find out that they've been caught cheating. He was cheating. So goodbye, Hall of Fame. And we're all going to look at him differently now. He's no longer going to be Robinson Cano, uh, you know, who signed... By the way, mm-hmm. he signed a $220 million contract with Seattle a few years ago. And I'm thinking, you know, Robinson Cano was on those same Yankee teams with A-Rod, Melky Cabrera. There's two guys that have been involved in Mark Teixeira never really was, but I always thought that... I always got a feeling about him. There were a few other guys that went through there. But, I mean, maybe that Yankee team... Maybe they all were doing steroids together and Robinson Cano just never got caught. He had a good masking agent for years. And then on that, he got himself a $220 million contract because he was juiced. Maybe I could be wrong, but now that he's been found guilty, I have to be suspicious and I don't like that. And I'm wondering how many other players, how many guys do you see out there that are jacked and you're going, this guy's got to be on steroids and not just baseball players. I mean, you can question any athlete or, I mean, anyone that could use something to enhance. Any cyclist. Mike, you bike. I bike. You see these guys. Uh, You know that that sport is dirty and has been for years. Okay? Way ahead. The technology is way ahead of the testing. And if it's going to continue to be like that, and guys can make millions of dollars by cheating, they're going to do it. If you would have said to Robinson Cano in advance, Robbie, if they catch you, 50-game suspension, 50 games. Right. But even if you get caught, two hundred and twenty million dollars. So now I'll ask anyone, would you trade two hundred and twenty million dollars for a 50 game suspension if you're a major league player at the age of thirty five? Would you do it? Because I would. I would do it. I hate to say it. I'll take the two hundred and twenty million. Thank you very much. Double jeopardy. I don't care. And if this is the reasoning, if someone's going to throw this much money at you and you're at a certain age where you can't hit the fastball anymore or you don't have the range anymore or you don't have the stamina to play 162 games anymore, are you going to take the money and risk the suspension? If you want to win a gold medal in the Olympics, all right, are you going to say, I'll take the gold and if they catch me, well, I'll take those chances. I bet you a lot of Olympians would do that. That's kind of a sad case, but that's the reality of sports these days. That's why there's uh, bribery. That's why there's uh, match fixing, because the money is so great. These people could never make that kind of money in a million lifetimes. And this is their opportunity. And a lot of times, when an opportunity presents itself in any way, shape, or form for you to you know, advance yourself financially or whatever, people are going to take it. It's human nature. And Robinson Cano did what a lot of people would do. But he got caught. He cheated. So he's out. No more Hall of Fame. That's it for Robinson Cano. And let that be a warning to any athlete that considers taking these drugs. You can't just get off them or mask them and get away from the drug testing system, which is getting better and better. Ask every Russian athlete that got banned from the last Olympics, ask them, would they have taken the chance? I don't know. But I can tell you this, Robinson Cano, probably the most surprising and disappointing. Just because if he was, like Barry Bonds was a jerk. Yes.
1: People and, and Roger Clemens was a bit of a jerk. A like, bit. No, more than a bit of a jerk. More than a bit he was, of a he jerk. A you would jerk. know. He was right? a big jerk.
0: Right, He was. And a lot of these, you know, and see now when they're not playing anymore, they become different people. They're much easier to get along with. They're, oh, Roger Clemens will do a million interviews now. No, 60 minutes. Hi, it's Roger Clemens. Right. And this is the difference. I found this with one hockey player that, should I mention his name? Yes, I, please. I so Brian Troche, for years of the Islanders was just a... He was a real dick. He he was. Um, and, and he'll probably tell you the same thing. He just, he did not want to talk to the media. He was suspicious. He didn't like the questions that were asked. He would defer to somebody else. Uh, he just, he was not. And then in his final year, he was playing for Pittsburgh and I was doing the leaf games on global TV and I'm doing the intermission. I'm the intermission host, right? I'm the guy, I'm doing the sweaty player interviews. And, um, our producer Mark Askin asks for Brian Trachte, who's going to be a surefire Hall of Famer. Had won four cups already, I think five by then. I think he had won one with Pittsburgh. Um, and would you come on between periods? You know, veteran guy, and he agreed to come on. And he was so nice. He was so nice, not expecting it in the least bit. Like really, Brian Trachte, like being nice like that. And then someone had made the uh, you know made the point by saying, "Well, listen, I mean, he wants to get into the Hall of Fame. You know, writers and broadcasters vote for the Hall of Fame." He, you know, there's no point in him being nasty anymore. He's, you know, he's in the twilight of his career. So I thought about that. And I thought of a lot of people that are like that, that kind of change because they're not in that intense moment of, I've got to win.
1: Dave Steeb for example, right? Is he? Is he's a? He's another one who uh, yeah, still an ass.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Dave's an odd guy. Dave was. Uh, Dave was. I got a few Dave Steve stories there. I covered him for many years. He right? was. Yeah, he was as bad as anybody. He was uh, flippant, and uh, he would. You know, he would make it. You'd make an appointment to have an interview with him, and he wouldn't show up, and all kinds of stuff like that. Man, but. um but he really didn't change, actually, after the game. He still was, the, he was he was still the same guy. I'm talking about the guys that do the 180. I'm talking right. about the guys that are nasty. And then all of a sudden, they're your best friend because they want a job in broadcasting or something like that, right? Right. Okay. So we <laughs> handled Robinson Cano there. How about Joey Votto? Does Joey Votto have a good chance, do you think, of getting into uh, Cooperstown?
1: Uh, I think he's got a reasonable chance, yeah.
0: I think at this point, he's 50-50, I think. Um, he's 34 years old. He could play another four years and do very, very well. Uh, I don't know. I would say on the bubble, it depends what happens his, uh, the, his year of eligibility, right? That's another thing, too, with baseball, the Hall of Fame. Who's eligible the same year as you? Who is still on the ballot that didn't get in the year before? Stuff like that. But anyway, the story for Vado is this. He's a lock for St. Mary's, Ontario. That's the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. No problem there at all. Um you know, he plays for such a bad team, Cincinnati, that we really, we never see them play. I mean, and, and nowadays, you just see highlights. You know, did he drive in a run? We'll show that, All right. Did he make a nice play at first base? We'll show that. But in essence, you know, unless you're a real Cincinnati Reds fan, it's hard to follow a team on a daily basis. But I think he thought that when he was with that team and he signed a big deal in 2010, I think it was, that he was going to be there for a while and the team was going to improve. But they haven't. They've been baseball's worst team. They're horrible. And so meanwhile, what does this guy do? He leads the league in on-base percentage six times, leads the league in walks four times, lifetime 313 hitter, MVP in 2010, but, but he put his foot in his mouth last week uh, on a Yahoo Sports podcast. He was frustrated and angry with the way the Reds were going. The conversation was like, well, what about the Reds? Well, he was disappointed and he thought they should be better and stuff like that. And, and then the next, the next question was kind of like about, oh, hey, you're from Canada, so what did you think of Paxton's no-hitter? It was that type of a thing. And as you know, if you're from Canada... And you're in the States or anywhere else for any pound of time. You don't want to hear this. Oh, you're from Canada. Tell us who's a hockey player. It's just, and a lot of times the way the question is asked, it's a very kind of frustrating. Oh, not another question about Canada. So I, that's that's the tone that Votto took with the response. He was flippant. He was like, I don't give a rat's ass about Canada or James Paxton or Toronto, stuff like that. And... I don't know if as soon as he said it, he said, maybe I shouldn't have said that or whatever. But at that particular moment, um, he was angry and he was frustrated. And he said he put his foot in his mouth. Well, every Canadian, as soon as they saw that, was like, oh, my God, Joey Vado, He'll never be in the Hall of Fame. He's terrible. Uh, don't let him back in Canada. I mean, all that stuff. <laughs> Like, you know, you were really hurt by what Joey Votto had to say. And that's just not in his character at all. I had said it immediately. I said, this isn't, this isn't uh, Votto. He, he might have had a few drinks or something like that. Or there's something going on? And then the next day, I guess it was, pretty soon afterwards, he apologized profusely and sincerely, which I thought was great. He took matters into his own hands. Obviously, he had spoken to some people saying, hey, Joey, uh, I don't know if you realize this, but there's a social media storm and, you know, you, you're gonna, you put your foot in your mouth, buddy. And he was apologetic, which I think is great. Th-
1: Votto is a better player than Larry Walker.
0: Oh,
1: really? And there's a lot of buzz. You know, Walker's one of those bubble guys. Like, should he be in the Hall of Fame? There's a lot of good arguments that he should be. I don't, I don't know. We got to let Votto finish this career. But I think if it uh, continues as it should, uh, I think he's a better player than Larry Walker.
0: Wow. Uh, I don't know about that. I would say no. He's not a better player than Larry Walker. Larry Walker was a better athlete, runs the bases better. Um, hit for, well, geez, you know, it's so, if you just take the fact that he's on base so often, and he plays for a bad team, and they could probably pitch around him. It's a tough comparison. Walker wasn't quite good enough for the Hall of Fame, and I, I feel that Votto will be similar. Although having, you're
1: coming around, Hep-C, having I can see no, it. but
0: having talked about all these drug, these guys in drugs might open the door for Seriously, it might open the door for a clean guy whose numbers weren't as good as Robinson Cano. I mean, if Cano and Votto were to retire the same year, they would be eligible for a Hall of Fame the same year. And Cano would not get in because of the drug suspension, which might open it up. I don't know. It's a good one. It's a good one. But anyway, so he apologized. But people are still like, "Oh, that was that was a PR firm that wrote the apology, stuff like that." And if you know the guy at all, or you know anything about him, when the disaster at Humboldt, Saskatchewan, for the with the hockey team took place, Joey Votto the next day on his cleats wrote, "You know Humboldt strong," and then and then I believe. Um, sent the cleats to the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame, something to that or to Humboldt. He then wore a Humboldt uh, uh, jersey, you know, uh, when he was being interviewed in the dugout. I mean, he's done a lot of things um, that people maybe haven't aren't aware of. That if that that where he's put back to Canadian baseball, he's done nice things, humanitarian things. He's a good. What I'm saying is, he's a good guy. He put his foot in his mouth, haven't we all? And he apologized. So let's move on now and let's consider him for Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Um, So, I asked earlier, this actually happened in a game. I had asked earlier, if you knew, and I know you're thinking about this, why do you need four, why would you need four outs in one inning? Why would you require the fourth out to win a ball game? What would the scenario be? I would say a
1: a strike three misplayed by the catcher so uh, the runner gets to first. But, like, is so, it, does so that it, count as an, is that the scenario? No. It, okay. That
0: would be considered to be, it, would, it, it, it wouldn't be considered to be an out because he reached a base. Right. So
1: even though he's. So that's not recorded as a strikeout, even though the the batter gets first. Yeah.
0: It's, yeah. It's yeah. He gets a strikeout and that's a good one. So he gets credit for a strikeout, but the runner advances on a wild pitcher, a passed ball. Right. So the runner's on base. So it's not an out. He gets credit for the strikeout, but the out is not recorded. Okay, so okay. now
1: um, now so, it's a head scratcher. You right, got me so here. it's a head scratcher.
0: so <laughs> <laughs> so. Here's the situation. Okay, you need four legitimate outs in one inning to win the game. Jays against Boston, in Toronto, bottom of the ninth. Jays lead one nothing. Boston has the bases loaded and nobody out. Mookie Betts hits a sinking line drive to center. Pilar coming on, coming on, makes a great catch, diving. All right, the base runners were on the move, thinking the ball was going to fall in, but Pilar makes a great catch. One out. He gets up and throws to second to double off the runner who was running on the pitch, right? Thought the ball was going to go in. That's two outs. The runner from first was also running on the pitch. And what do they do? They run him down for the third out. Tagged out. Right? Right. But when Pilar made the catch, the runner who was on third tagged up, scored, tied the game. We're 1-1. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to extra innings. Hang on a second. We got three outs. We need a fourth out. They appeal at third that the runner left too soon. The umpire says, He's out. There's your fourth out. N- run is now nullified. It's not 1 1. Jays win 1 0. Thank you very much. That's how you do it. Isn't that great? That actually happened. <laughs> that actually happened in a game. But not to be a
1: stickler, but the, the, then depending on the timing and the sequence, um, oh, no, one no, no. of those run- outs simply wouldn't be recorded as an out. No,
0: no, 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 no. See, here's where you're absolutely wrong. See, the game was tied on the sack fly. So once the runner crossed home plate, right? Once he crossed on plate, before the third out was made because there was a rundown. Of course. Okay? Right. You're saying that run should count, which is true. It should count. If he left too early, I would no, say
1: the tag of the guy leaving first, uh, no, 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 that but, one no, would but not the, count. No, but
0: the he left too early was the fourth out. The, he left too early was never in consideration while the play was going on. For example, when they were running down the other guy, one of the guys didn't go, oh, we don't have to run him down. This guy left too early. We're going to win on appeal. No. That's why you needed the fourth out. You see, you try to make it difficult there for me. <laughs> I need to map it out. <laughs> anyway, you know, and I used to do a lot of trivia when I had uh, like the, the terrestrial radio shows. And now trivia is not the same because anyone can Google it. Right, 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 right. right. And, um, you know, I mean, I know guys that used to, when I used to do trivia, they used to sit there with their books, whatever reference books they had, open to the different pages hoping to you know, look something up along a page. Equally b-
1: BS, though. I think it's got to be no books, no technology. No. It's got to be in your brain.
0: Exactly. You have to be able to remember it. And if you, can't, if you have to look it up, you're, it's cheating. Now, right. I was at a trivia contest once where, where they said, everyone has to put your phone in a basket here. You've got to put your phone in the basket. That's, you can't come up with that. And other people snuck in extra phones. And I thought, like, what are you trying to prove to someone? Are you trying to prove that you're better at looking something up and then making it seem like you knew it all along? Right. Like, Give me a break with that. <laughs> That's just so ridiculous. So instead of coming up with a trivia question that you'll be able to look up during the course of this podcast, it's more something where you kind of have to think about it, where you can't Google it, mind you. I'm sure someone in the interim Googled how why, where would you need a fourth out, and it would probably show up something like a scenario like this. Anyway, um, by the way, the scoring play would be eight six three four one five. Yeah, you don't see that every day. No, and the other thing is, normally, um, just to put a topper on this, normally, in order to make an appeal, you have to go back to the pitcher who steps on the mound and then throws over to third. But since the, since the game, I don't know how that would have worked. But I think that as the team is running off the field saying, hey, at least we tied the game and now let's go to extra innings, Some, in some way, shape, or form, they would have had to make the appeal, some type of process. They would have had to say, hey, he left too soon. Can we appeal that? So that's that. Now, I watched the hockey game the other night, last night. Yeah, um, me too. So Washington uh, is playing Tampa, and Tampa gets a penalty. A Washington guy goes down. Down he goes, and the ref puts up his arm. Okay? And as soon as possession is made, they whistle, and they they point to this guy and they say, that's two minutes for tripping. Because the ref supposedly saw that guy trip this guy. So now as they're sending the guy off to the penalty box, the 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 Washington guys are going, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Barry you Trotz got the, uh, was going nuts. You got the wrong guy. You didn't get Victor Hedman, the all-star defenseman. They're rock, they're penalty killing specialists, they're fabulous. No, no, no. He was the perpetrator. So they went, all four refs are like, uh-uh. I, I, I thought you saw I thought, I, I, like like if it's in soccer okay and a guy goes down in the box the the ref makes the call and says that guy there tripped him that's where the foul is the ref doesn't see a guy fall in the box and go oh i'm gonna just call a foul on nobody you gotta, you got to know who the perpetrator was. Right. You have, to be, you have to be looking at the play, seeing the infraction, know who committed the infraction, and then raise your arm, and that guy goes. You can't just say, oh, he fell, and, I don't know, we'll just give it to whoever. We'll give the penalty to whoever we want to. But they did uh, reverse that. They got that right. They got it right because they went to replay, and this is the problem that I have. It, took too, it always takes too long anyway. But to me, if, if you can't figure it out on the ice, right, but but don't go to the replay. Like just figure it out on the ice. Like it's in other words, if nobody saw who who committed the infraction, you have to rescind the penalty. You're
1: laughing. I'm laughing you because have to the rescind- penalty happened and you you know, it did take some time, but they did eventually get the right guy. And it was you're right, it's significant because of who it was. Right. And the, the Capitals wanted Hedman in the box so he wasn't killing the penalty. Right. Uh, yeah, no doubt, but they did at the, it did take some time, but at the end of it, they got it right. And I think that's the key objective here in, in an important game like that. That was a crucial game,
0: slippery slope. So yeah. what else have they not gotten right? What else did they get right? Did this guy leave the penalty box too early? Should we go to the replay for that? Did you have too many men on the ice? We go? So, and Nick Kiprios made the point and justifiably so on the broad, on the telecast where he said, where do we stop? And and Ron McLean is arguing, and that's fine. I would argue the same thing. Well, you got to get this right. It's a technicality. No, because there's gonna be other technical stuff's gonna happen where 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 they're on the ice, they're gonna go, this has never happened before. Let's go to the replay. When I'm at the game, if I'm at a Jays game, they don't have these replays on the Jumbotron. It you're watching the game organically, but we're so used to seeing the replays now. My my point is this. If the ref didn't know who the perpetrator was, he has to either rescind the penalty or he has to book the guy who fell for simulation, right? Unsportsmanlike conduct. In other words, you fell, nobody knocked you down, you're the one getting penalized. Right. All right? So if you saw the infraction and you know who the perpetrator was, point him out. If you don't know who the perpetrator is, the four refs had better get together on the ice. What What did you see? What did you see? What did you see? What did you see? And if none of them saw who the perpetrator was, you have to rescind the penalty. There was no penalty. Right? Is that not possible? I'm almost with you. Almost. Rescind the penalty. Wait, did you know who did it? No. Okay, fine. Or book the guy for, book the guy for diving, for simulation. Okay? Really? Because that's the reason they added a fourth official. That's the reason you've got it. There's only, there's six players aside. It's not like it could be one of 15 guys. Right? If it's two guys who simultaneously pull the guy down, okay, the ref picks which one, right? And then there'd be an argument anyway. But to go to the replay to say, oh, no, no, he committed the infraction, right? What if they both did? What if one did right after the other one? So are we going to look at every penalty now, every one, and say, ah, I don't think it was him. Because if I'm the coach, that's what I'm going to do. Anytime my star player gets a penalty, I'm going to say, no, 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 it wasn't him. It was someone else. Or he took a dive there. It's going to be in question because they've now they've now finally done it. So, words of wisdom, figure it out on the ice. I invite you to get in touch. Let me know what you want discussed on this show. What issues? What should we be watching? Who should we be watching? Who should we keep an eye on? Tell us. Comments, opinions, suggestions, ideas, feedback of all types. Hit me up. Hebseyonsports.com. Hebseyonsports.com. H-E-B-S-Y. And leave us a message. And if it's really good, we'll mention it on the podcast. And on social media, hit me up, Hebzy Man, H-E-B-S-Y-M-A-N. Hebzy Man on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Make your comments known. Hebzy on Sports brought to you by CrosswindsGolf.com. Go there, book a tee time, and unleash your inner tiger. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Toronto Mike. TorontoMike.com is a great site, and he's got a fabulous podcast. So long for now.